Lucy. Somehow the world will change for me. Be so wonderful. Eddie just did the Freddy countdown for iCarly because we've been watching iCarly on Netflix. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a strange show, man. Yeah, it is. Oh, in preparation for the relaunch? Yes, iCarly. Reboot? I, re sequel yeah, whatever it is. I, I Carly, right? Mm-hmm. But that's uh that's not what this podcast is about. It's not actually what this episode is about either. So I Carly <laughs> stands uh can you can uh switch to your other podcast now. Yeah. But um welcome back to In Case You Missed It. Uh so it's been over a month since we've done an episode. And yeah. I'm sorry for that. I really I Eddie said that he thinks the last time I said we were going to get on a schedule, and we didn't. So, yeah. that's something we have to work at. That's something you, the dear listener, need to listen to, or worry about. Yeah, it's um, true. Apparently, our last episode, your space band, Nick Jonas, or Taylor Swift, I think was what it was called, had 98 plays, which sounds not like a lot to normal people, but it's a lot to us. Is that our most played up? Yeah. That's wow! Our most played up. So, I wonder why. I don't know. That I that tells me the people have been waiting. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> begging. 98? Wow. They're I... begging for more. But this episode, we're just going to catch up on some pop culture things that have been trending, that we've been consuming. And one of those is, of course, the Netflix syrup. Netflix syrup? The Netflix show The Circle. Yeah. I like couldn't speak. I, I, I My brain stopped working for a second there. Uh, that show, we just finished watching the second season, um, and have some thoughts on that for sure. Also, there's some new music, uh, uh-huh. that literally everyone on Twitter was talking about, and that is Olivia Rodrigo's debut album, Sour. Also, uh, that might be it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Not much um, we missed in the past couple months. You know, it's tough because you gotta stay up with... What's trending, and when you don't have a regular podcast, you fall behind. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll just get right into it um, after this quick break. The second season of The Circle began on April 14, 2021 on Netflix. The season was announced in March 2020 when Netflix renewed The Circle for a second and third season. Mm-hmm. Michelle... Uto returned as host. Like the previous season, players competed against each other to become the most popular, but never actually met. Instead, they are communicating through a specifically designed app and able to portray themselves in any way they choose. That is the Wikipedia summary. That's not accurate when it says, but never actually met. I mean, they meet at the end. Yeah, yeah. But they don't meet until then. Yeah, I guess the game's over by that point. Um... Yeah. So season two, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the circle, I, I guess that's a simple way to explain it. But basically, they cast like kind of like an eclectic group of people who all get to live in these nice the apartments. Design on this show, they are so cool and cute looking. I just love the way they're designed. And it's basically they're all staying in separate apartments, and they make profiles like similar to like a dating profile or like a, even like a Facebook profile. Yeah. Um through the circle which is like on these tvs in their room and they pick a picture they write a bio put their age whatever and then they all start conversing with each other trying to make alliances and you know become the most popular because the top two people voted every week because they rank each other every week if you're in the top two you decide who's out that week 
and so on and so forth. They bring pe new people in up to a point, and then they eliminate them until there is a winner. The winner wins, what was it, $10,000? 10, uh, 100000 I think it's a hundred. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, $100,000, that's way more. <laughs> um, okay, so there probably will be spoilers um, in this discussion, so... Spoilers for Circle Season 2. If you two. haven't watched Season 2... Or season one, I would highly recommend it. It's super fun. Yeah, it's great. It's a um, great little game show. Yeah, Netflix is another hit with this show. We watched the first season back. Oh, gosh. I don't... That was... It was 2020. I mean, it was early 2020, yeah, I want to say. Yeah, it was pre-quarantine. But, um... We never thought we'd be living in the actual circle. In the circle. actual circle. Uh, there are... 11 contestants last season the one complaint people had was like they were all too friendly it was almost like people there was no gameplay people wanted it to be a little bit more like big brother where people are actually forming alliances and like you know but i think it was just people getting like, like people didn't know what to expect this brand new game show you know they were just trying to i don't know feel it out and it ended up still being a great season yeah but this season there was definitely a lot more strategy a lot more um I don't know if back, backstabbing isn't the right word, but people... people. I think it was more competitive. It was more competitive. These people wanted to win. Yes. And the thing about the circle, so, of course, you can go on and make a profile and be yourself, um, you know, and be completely truthful, but in both seasons, there have been people who come in as a catfish, so they will put up a picture of someone else and take over their identity. Um, this season, we had... A bunch of catfish, actually. Yeah, we um, did. <laughs> but I'm going to read through the contestants so we can remember them. Eddie. Yeah, okay. So, Bryant Wood, 27. Bryant was a peace and love sort of guy. He, um, I forget what he said. Like, I think he's like a breathing instructor, yeah, yeah, instructor yeah. or something. Like, he was like very hippy-dippy. I knew he was going to get cut early, and he was the first one out. Uh, we also had Savannah. Who I thought was going to go far, but ended up being um, cut pretty one. well. Yeah, she was second out. We had Tara Leisha. Uh, Tara Leisha also came in as herself. She was a teacher, I want to say. And I the think so, yeah. The thing is, it was interesting because I was like, oh, these are strong players, Savannah and Tara Leisha, because they're talking to people, you know, trying to form alliances. But they got out quick. We then had Mitchell Eason from Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, uh -huh, yes. the state that Eddie and I live in. Uh, what's interesting about this guy being cast is his like brother and mom were on the first season, so that was interesting. Uh, we had Jack, who came in as Emily. He catfished as some girl he knows, like a 21-year-old girl. <laughs> Lisa, who catfished as Lance Bass from Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Which was unbelievable to me from the start. Yeah, that was But a people weird... in the game believed it. We had Lee, a sweet 58-year-old gay man who catfished as River, a 24-year-old student. Um, we had Courtney, who was our king. What a king. Oh, yeah, it was a king. Um, and he <laughs> played as himself. We also had Chloe, who was uh, famously on Netflix's other show, Too Hot to Handle. Oh, yeah. And we had Delisa, who catfished as her own husband, Trevor, but as, like, a single dad. So she she went in playing her husband, but pretending, like, he was a single dad, didn't have a wife, whatever. Uh -huh. So it's interesting because on the show, like, some people treat it... I don't know if they treat it like a dating game, but, like, last season and this season, I guess people were using flirting as a strategy. Mm -hmm. And this season, 
Oh, excuse me. They wanted to Mac. These people want to Mac when they see a hot pro. Yeah. Well, pretty much the only person you wanted to Mac was Chloe from Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> yeah. Playing Wonder into why. her own stereotype. Um, now, Chloe, grew, a lot of these players grew on me. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to hate Chloe. She's so annoying. Because she came in and was like, oh, uh, uh, bugger. Uh, these are all old geezers. Which one yeah. am I going to be able to <laughs> go oh. on a date with? And boy, I guess. She's like the strongest accent and she's so she's loud. British. But she ended up playing the game really well. Mostly by like literally just being herself. Yeah, I think it was because she's just so, she's actually kind of like naive. And yes, innocent. and people underestimated her so they didn't, they didn't worry about her until she was all of a sudden in the final four. Yeah, the nice thing about it is like this show, like they don't care about uh, the drama. They don't want the drama mm-hmm. people to stick around. Yeah, that was the thing is like um, that we noticed quickly is a lot of people eliminated the people that were causing fights and stuff first because they didn't trust them, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, and they basically, like, it's hard to explain, like, how... Because the, they don't just rank each other. Like, they don't just have conversations and rank each other and that's it. They, like, play these little games to quote-unquote get to know each other. Yeah. But, of course, the thing is, like, some of these people are having to lie about themselves. So it's supposed to reveal... Uh, you know, if someone's catfishing, it could give them away. Like, the guy Jack, who was playing as a girl, they had a competition where they got these mannequins and had to make them into themselves. And they gave them makeup. And he, this guy just did not know how to do makeup. And since he was playing as a girl, people were like, that's really weird that he did such a bad job. Because it seems like this girl from her profile, like, knows how to do makeup and stuff. So, it's just interesting how they have to kind of navigate around these challenges and... How they form, like, genuine friendships without ever seeing each other. Kind of similar to, um, what's the dating show Netflix is bringing back? Oh, uh, Love is Blind. Right. Um, where, you know, you, you rely on other things. Um, the Catfish did really well this season. Um, somehow these people just, just didn't push the fact that uh, a superstar was on the show with them. Lance Bass. Well, what was funny is it made me feel really old because some of the people were like 21. Yeah. Only like, you know, four, five years younger than us. And they they did not know who Lance Bass was. They were like, oh, he's in the entertainment industry. That's cool. Like, he's a superstar. Some of them knew, some of them didn't. And when they found out he was a superstar and asked Lisa, who is his assistant in real life, um, you know, what are you going to do with the money? He was like, he made a joke. Being like, we're going to start another NSYNC tour. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that. I guess they didn't go after him because they didn't see him as a threat. He should have said that he has to pay Justin all that money to get him back. I guess, I don't know why this show is so compelling. I guess, like, they do a really good job of casting people who are interesting. Mm-hmm. And I guess also just the concept itself is really interesting. Like, I just, like, I'm, I'm trying to imagine if I would be good at you know, the game or whatever. Yes, yes. Because you can, you can be, like, the, you know, a nice person and honest about yourself like Bryant and still get sent right home because people are like, I don't like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, it's almost, it's a popularity contest to a certain point. Yeah, it is. But what do you think makes the circle so interesting? I guess maybe it's uh, the gameplay. It's written so mm-hmm. uh, not everybody, uh, or everybody kind of gets a say in who goes home, kind of. And uh, Yes. It's, uh, you know, it's really, like, diplomatic. Yeah. And it kind of makes you get you get to know a lot of these people pretty well, which I think is a big plus. <laughs> yeah, it's fun just to like get to know these. I mean, we say characters, but of course they are real people. Um, well, it's-, it's also nice because like shows, you get shows like 
Big Brother. Like, Big Brother has the problem where, like, the seasons can be really boring because one side of the... One alliance can just rule the house the whole time. But, uh, you know, when you're in the circle, you don't really know who's going to show up or, like, <laughs> you know... You can't really, like, plan things out that well, you know what I mean? Like, people can lie a lot easier, and but you still see what their thought processes are, and I don't know, I guess it's also just, like, it still is, like, the kind of contest where people try to be nice to win, which is pretty good. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah, because you have to be popular to stay. Yeah. So, that's a pretty nice thing. Um... I'm reading this review. Uh, it's a positive review on the show. So this show is based on a British... I guess it was a British show to begin with. Based uh-huh. on a British format, Netflix reality series is one of its most surreal. Each contestant is confined to their apartment where they spend most of their time talking to themselves as cameras and mics pick up every word. Um, oh, that's another thing. So the top two people, when get, they have to have a conversation privately through the app where they... Um, Decide who they're going to send home. And then that is announced to everybody. And that person who's being sent home gets to pick one person to go see. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's fun. That's another part of the gameplay. Because if somebody's a catfish and goes and sees somebody, that person, you know, can tell everybody they're a catfish or not. You know, it becomes part of the gameplay and, like, sharing information and things like that. And just, like, um, they added some new things this season, too, where, like... Uh, Courtney got to be the Joker, which yeah. is somebody who, like, got to talk to some new players before they came in anonymously. Like, they did some fun things. Like, they had two people got eliminated. They got to come back and play as one person. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just, like, really cool. It's such a strange concept. And, like, this article says, like, after a year of Zoom calls, you would think we would, like, not want to watch something like this. But it's, it's somehow works. Um... I don't know. I really love it. I can't wait for season three. I am really excited about, like, all these, like, game shows that Netflix is doing. Because, like, growing up, like, I watched a lot of Gas, which was the Nickelodeon game and sports network where they did reruns of game shows. I've always been a big game show person. I was a big American Idol person. Survivor. So, I don't know. I loved it. I don't want to... I mean, I guess we could say who wins. I am not going to. Because I want people to watch it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did the same thing with the first season. But, um, yeah, I recommend it 100%. Me too. We flew through it. And if you are into it and you fly through it, they do have um, seasons from other countries. So we watched France. Yeah, we watched France. And they have the Brazil version. And I would not shy away, even if you aren't used to watching things with subtitles, like, just do it. Because it's still so fun. Yeah. And it's, like, really interesting to see the, like, kind of ways that people in different cultures play mm-hmm. as well. It is interesting. Um, and I loved it. And I think it's been popular for a reason and I can't wait for more. The thing I'm still waiting on to hear from Netflix is why don't we have more Flores Lava? They're coming. We it's, definitely it's did a coming. Flores Lava episode. Yeah, I remember that. Hey, that's coming. They were doing a casting call. <laughs> oh, that's right. So it's coming soon. Oh, I can't wait. But um, yeah, let us know what you think of the circle. Uh, you can find our Twitter handles in the description of this episode. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about some new music. Some people are calling her the next Taylor Swift. 
I'm not quite ready to say that, but I will say I love Olivia Rodrigo. So before we get into it, for those of you who do not know, Olivia Rodrigo is a 17-year-old singer who got her star on High School Musical, the musical, the series, a Disney Plus original series, um, and had a lead single come out um, this past year. It came out right at the beginning of 2021, Driver's License. It went viral. There was an SNL sketch about sketch sketch about it. Everybody loves this girl. She released two other singles, Deja Vu, Good For You, performed on SNL, and then released her first album, Sour. And Eddie and I listened to it all in one sitting yesterday because it's only 35 minutes long. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, the perfect length for a debut album. Just a debut one? Maybe any any album. album. Yeah, me too. I like that. They don't need to be longer than 45 minutes, really. Well, I guess you're right because you know what I find... When I listen to like folklore evermore, and you know I love Taylor Swift, is I only really ever have time or am doing something where I listen through like maybe the first six songs. And then like I don't learn the ends of the album because I'm never listening long enough. Well, that's the thing. A lot of these artists put their beat, their not as good songs on the second side. Yeah, I A lot of them are front loaded. No, that's that's a, you know. But I just, you know, it's funny. People were tweeting like, oh, Olivia Rodrigo's album is only 35 minutes. She could sing every song and be an opener for Taylor Swift. Which it's is true. true. Um, but anyway, the album Sour, I think, could very easily be described as a classic breakup album. Um, I was telling Eddie, I was trying to fill him in on all the drama that, you know, came from Driver's License. So, do you remember it, Eddie? Yeah, I kind of... Well, I don't know if I know what came from it, but I know what spurred it, I guess. Okay. Wasn't it, didn't someone from her show break up with her and go date the co-star or something? Okay, so kind of. So, Olivia Rodrigo, when she was on High School Musical, the musical series, which is such a long, (laughs) freaking long name, um, she was dating Joshua Bassett, who was her co-star at the time, Mm. and um, it was a very very popular relationship. People liked them on the show, obviously in the public eye. And then they had kind of a rough breakup, and pretty soon after, he was seen on dates and, you know, kissing, whatever. Another Disney star, um, Sabrina Carter, I think maybe is her name. Mm, She is not nearly as um, uh, popular right now as... um, Oh, wow. I I lied. I should not say she's not as popular. She's Sabrina. Sabrina. On the new Sabrina, right? Sabrina the teen... What? Is that her? No. Oh. That's um, that's Kieran and Shipka. Okay. Uh, I'm dumb. So Sabrina Carpenter... Do you think they'd... Oh, you think they would cast her as Sabrina <laughs> no, the teenage witch? No, I just... Because uh, her name's I Sabrina? was trying to figure out what she was famous for, and, and Google told me... I got confused. What she's known for is Girl Meets World, which ended on Disney in 2017. She is also a singer... Anyway, people... How old is she? Um, she's 22. Joshua Bassett is... Do tell us Joshua Bassett's age. Come on, 20. So, you know, he he was... Ew. What? He was dating like a 16-year-old when he was... 18? Yeah. I don't know. Two-year difference? Uh, Well, but I mean, she's not... I guess, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, it was consensual, of course. They had a pretty positive relationship until their breakup. But the public 
new relationship he was in um, is apparently what's what inspired the lyrics for Driver's License. Um, I don't know if any of them have come out and, like, officially said it, like, point blank, like, yes, this song is about, like, I don't think Olivia Rodrigo's been like, yes, this song is about Sarita Carpenter and Joshua Bassett. Like, I think she's kind of talked around it because she doesn't want to, like, I don't know, be mean, or maybe she does want to keep a mystery because it's good for PR. But the lyrics point to, like, a blonde girl who's older that, you know, she had suspicions about. And that theme is basically through the whole album. And the album takes you through, like, their whole relationship and how she, you know, always felt insecure about um, where she stood because there was this other girl and then eventually how she, he did leave her um, for this other girl and how she had to pick herself back up. And I really like the album. I think it's really fun. There are one too many, like, slow songs on it for me. I wish there was, like, a couple more... She has, like, kind of, like, some pop-punk sort of early Paramore-inspired numbers. Um, but, I mean, I liked it. I'll listen to it again. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> what else did you think about it, I guess, Eddie? Uh, I guess it, uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. She's a pretty good singer. She's got a couple hits on there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, she's making music for a new generation of Vizumers. Yeah, she's very popular, obviously, with um, young people, because she is very young. But a lot of people are being like, oh, I wish I had Olivia Rodrigo's music when I was in high school. But I don't know, like, you can enjoy it now, yeah, even if you're true. not going through it. But uh, I guess they mean it, they just kind of connect to her relationship issues, like they had them when they were young as well. Um, uh, from Wikipedia, it says that... Uh, the album explores Rodrigo's perils and discoveries as a 17-year-old. Um, its title referring to the uncomfortable, sour emotions youngsters experience. Youngsters? That are often shamed for, such as anger, jealousy, and unhappiness. Uh, sour received acclaim for the music critics who regarded it as an impressive debut album and praised Rodrigo's, Rodrigo's musical ver- versatility, honest lyrics, and Gen Z appeal. Three singles preceded Sour's release, all of which reached the top 10 of the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Driver's License achieved global success and acclaim. Um, Deja Vu reached number 8 on the chart, making her the first artist in the chart's history to debut their first two singles inside the top 10. Oh, that seems crazy to me, but okay. Well, that's... Yeah, she's skyrocketed to stardom. Um, she... She's really cool. You know, it is, like, I feel almost a little too old to listen to her sometimes just because she is such, like, a Gen Z, like, appeal kind of person. But I think the emotions and what she says is very relatable to anyone no matter what age you are. Um, one of my, like, favorite parts of the album um, is her talking about how everyone tells her that, like, she should enjoy her being young because it's the best part of her life, but sometimes she feels, like... She feels like shit, basically, and she's like, I'm going to scream if one more person tells me, you know, to enjoy this time, because I'm not, and it's like, I don't know, it deals with a lot, and I think it's, like, very obviously angsty and, like, about, um, breakup, but (laughs) I don't know, I really like it. I think our favorite song, the opening track, Brutal, was, like, really fun. It was pretty good, yeah. It was, like, very, like... It's a grungy one. Yeah. Um, this is angsty and up-tempo. Um, Brutal was the last track written for the album. A last-minute addition. 
Um, and then there's a track Traitor, which is a ballad about... And a lot of them are ballads, though. Like, it does very much feel like one piece. Like, they do all very much flow together after that. Because um, they're all kind of slow. Uh, I was going to say, I was telling Eddie, I couldn't remember in the car um, what specific song it was sampled from. But Olivia Rodrigo is friends of Taylor Swift and has said openly that she's been a huge fan and is inspired by her. And they have talked. So her fourth track... Uh, one Step Forward, Three Steps Back, uses a piano line from Taylor Swift's New Year's Day, which was a song from the album Reputation. Oh. Uh, so I knew she, she sampled something from Taylor Swift, and that is what it was. Um, hmm. I don't know. It was really, I loved it. The critical reception has also been very good. Um, I can see her. Eddie was wondering, you were predicting if she was going to pull Billie Eilish to Grammys, too. Yeah, I bet she will. Because. <laughs> these, these old fogies at the Grammys got to give up, stay relevant, give the kids the awards. But does that mean you don't think Billie Eilish deserved it? No, I do. But, I mean, like, I, if I was her, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't want. You know, it's weird because, you know, you don't need those to be validated, especially if you're 18 years old and, like your main audience is like people who don't care about the Grammys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like nobody really, like they don't really matter to the, you know, like, but I guess, you know, it's probably affirming for them, the artists. Right. I mean, it does. So I guess some headlines too, but it's like, you know, those who already know about, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just a weird thing. (laughs) Um, so I like that the way this reviewer put it, Neil McCormick of the daily, daily telegraph, wrote that Sour excels in modern production, blah, 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 combining Taylor Swift's traditional songcraft, Lord's harmonies, Billie Eilish's whispery vocals with the brashness of Alanis Morissette? Is that how you say her name? Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette and Avril Lavigne, which is, like, very funny, but I can see what they're, like, where they're picking all that up on. Because there were some songs where I was like, oh, it sounds like kind of like Billie Eilish-esque. Yeah. And Eddie, at one point, was like, oh, these seem like Taylor Swift kind of lyrics, like. Yeah. So, you definitely can see all her inspirations, and, um, yeah, I honestly would love to buy a ticket to a stadium show where she opens for Taylor Swift. I mean, I just think she's great, um. I think the hardest thing for these young artists is obviously when you come out so strong and so popular, like, you try, how do you keep momentum, Mm, you know? That's true. But she's so young that I feel like her life experience will influence her as an artist, too, and she has a lot more to learn, and Mm -hmm. I don't don't know, I'm looking forward to it. I uh, wonder if she will ever come out and explicitly say the truth behind driver's license. Like, Taylor Swift... Of course, that was a thing that plagued all her albums. People were like, who's it about? Who's it about? Who's it about? <laughs> and the only person she ever really point blank like called out was Joe Jimenez on uh, the Ellen yes. show. Joe. Mr. Mr. Uh, casually Cruel. Mr. Casually Cruel himself. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just wonder if one day she'll be, when they're all like, you know, I don't know, grown up and, and married or whatever, she'll be like, yeah, you know, it was about those people, but... um. I've forgiven them, and I think these <laughs> artists often, often they want the music characters to become whoever the person is listening to them relates them to. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's about so, the feeling. Uh, you know, it'll take on a life of its own, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see what she does next. I've loved it. I, I can't wait to see her perform more. She was awesome on SNL. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. I wonder what's next. 
Um, I'm, <laughs> what's next is I'm going to a Jonas Boy concert. Oh, yeah, that's big news. In October. That's a really quick music thing because they don't have a new album or anything, but they did announce they're going on tour. Yeah, that's, man, they're going to be one of the first big ones, I guess. Well, a lot of people are reannouncing their tours. Justin Bieber's having a tour. Billie Eilish is having a tour. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're into stadium shows and you're a big fan of one of those artists, like, things are uh, starting to open up again. Oh, yeah. Damn. It's exciting. Hopefully nobody heard that car driving by. It's ambiance. Yeah, it's true. I think at around at the end of this podcast, we might just mention um, some stuff with The Bachelorette coming up. Yeah, I guess we'll try. <laughs> and then we'll wrap That'll things make up. us more regular. <laughs> okay, so we did talk a lot about The Bachelor, Bachelorette. We have done that ever since we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And Katie's season as a Bachelorette is premiering June 7th, which is soon. Yeah, it is. Um, We're going to watch. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of... Uh, Coming to Jesus, if you will, with this show. A lot of changes, a lot of moral questions. Chris Harrison is out. Tasha is in. Yeah. And Caitlin Fresh. Brist- I guess Caitlin Bristow, too. Like they're- I don't know if they're... Here's what I'm confused about. I don't know if Tasha's just hosting this season, and then Caitlin Bristow's going to host Michelle's season, or if they're both hosting at the same time for both seasons. I don't know. I don't know. It's- <laughs> um, but Katie's uh, cast list has been announced. And Eddie and I need to make our brackets. Um, I was reading some of the bios of the men that are going to be um, vying for Katie's heart. Katie is a social media strategist or some BS, a.k.a. she's an influencer, from Seattle, Washington. And she became famous uh, on Matt's season for sticking it to the bullies and also... Showing up with a vibrator on night one. Mm-hmm. Are you That's excited? Never gonna be, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Just hope it uh, stay. I, I don't know. I guess I just hope it's like... Ah, uh, God, I don't know. I guess I'm hoping that it's non-problematic at the least. It's hard to say. <laughs> I'm just like, just show us stupid, dumb stuff that doesn't get anybody like hurt in their real life. And don't know racist happenings. And I'll be... I'll be Gucci. I'll, I'll be solid. Um, I do think that the Bachelorette seasons, for some reason, have had a little bit less of an issue. But but also, I can tell you that on, like, um, Caitlin Bristow's season, when they had Chad as a villain, uh, he went on to, like, get arrested for domestic assault. And he was, like, really... Um, kind of scary on the season, just to the other guys. Um, Becca, who ended up with Garrett, and they actually just broke up, it, people found stuff about him after the sh- after the show ended, where he had all these racist um, posts and, and, you know, supporting uh, white supremacy things. So I don't know what needs to change to prevent a season from getting tainted this way. I mean, it's like we watch other reality shows and this doesn't happen. Is it because there's so many people per season? I mean, there's like 40 people, you know, in total, if you count everyone from night one all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what needs to change. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just just have nicer people, I guess, and don't stir up the drama, really. You know, I think part of it is these people aren't normal. Like, the people they're casting are not normal people. These were, like, super hot, rich influencer people for the most part. Yeah. They yeah. all come from a certain background. I guess a lot of them, they want something else. <laughs> they want to get something out of being on this show. and I will say... They want attention. For Katie's season, Katie's, what, like... 30? Yeah, I think so. Her her age literally isn't on the Bachelor website. They do not have her age. Yeah, that's... I feel like I've noticed that with some of these contests. Like, Matt, they didn't... I don't, they didn't show how old Matt was. And I, I will I just, say... I don't know why. I don't know, but going through her list of guys, there are a ton of 26, 27, and 25-year-olds, but then there are, like, some 31-year-olds. There's, like, a 35-year-old... So, like, I guess there is some range, but a lot of them are, like, the right in the mid-20s. Like, right in the mid-20s. And I always ask myself, what kind of interview are they doing for these bios on the website? Because they're always funny, and I think that's on purpose to a certain extent. Yeah, maybe. But I'm like, do they interview <laughs> them, or do they send them a questionnaire that they, like, answer? Because some of the things are so specific. Like, Andrew Rem, I found out about him. He is 31. He's from Newport Beach, California, a deputy district attorney. And he loves to sample men's fragrances from magazine inserts. Like, yeah, that's what? like pretty specific and pretty weird. I don't know. How. Are they just like making it up and putting it in there for them? Or is it something this person actually says? Like, how do you get someone to say that specific thing? Yeah, that's probably... Uh, Were they like, what's a really know. weird thing you like doing? And that was what he said? Yeah, I think maybe they follow... Maybe a producer follows them around and just picks up on their quirks or something. <laughs> He's just sniffing a bunch of magazines. Maybe that's it. Do they put scents in magazines? Yeah, they do. Oh, I, I thought mean, maybe he bought them out of there. No, if you get like um, Cosmo or I don't know where the men's ones are really, but I know like Seventeen Magazine, Cosmo Magazine, they have ads in magazines that you unfold like the one paper and they have like the fragrance in there. Oh. So, uh, yeah, it's weird. Huh. I'm like, I mean, maybe. I don't know how that works. I guess he must order a lot of magazines because if you do it at like a doctor's office, that's gross because it's like a magazine that a bunch of people have like been hold. I don't know. Um. But what's fun about this early part of the Bachelorette is, of course, we don't know if any of these guys are racist yet. And also... (laughs) Yeah, um, I guess that's true. We get to fill out, like, a bracket based purely on these bios and the guys' looks. Some people do it after night one. I usually do it, like, before. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find another good bio. Let's just pick one at random. Let's pick Gabriel. 35-year-old entrepreneur... What would you say Gabriel looks like? Uh, gee, he looks kind of uncomfortable. He kind of looks like he's uh, ready to run. He also looks, like, young? Yeah, he looks like he, like, is in the computer lab looking up how to go- He's, like, Googling Google. He kind of looks like he Yeah, he does definitely not look 35. A lead on, like, a British... On Glee. No. Well, maybe. I was thinking, like, a British, um, uh... Historical drama. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Gabriel loves the expression Renaissance man and Fila describes him well. He prides himself on having a lot of passions and was looking for his forever love. Um, let's see. He loves a woman who is stimulated by intelligent conversations. He and his future wife will grow together and never stop unpeeling each other's players. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gabriel. Fiona. They have, so they have like this big, you know. Paragraph, and then they have these random things at the bottom. And his random thing is Gabriel doesn't understand the concept of athleisure, 
and believes that people should respect elegant styles of the past. Oh, my God. Hmm. What did I tell you? He's on a British historical drama. Yeah. He also uh, loves to play tennis, and his favorite James Bond is guess which actor? Uh, Sean Connery. A hundred. Yep, that's right. Who could have yeah, guessed? It's pretty. I mean, you look at that guy. He's like, <laughs> I don't watch movies. I watch films. Um, let's take a look at Greg, twenty-seven from New Jersey, marketing sales representative. Greg is the full package. He's handsome, kind, vulnerable, and serious about wanting to settle down. Greg wants to travel the world with his wife before having kids, of which he says he wants to have at least six. That is insane, Greg. That is truly insane. Why hmm. would you do that? Why would you have six kids? It doesn't make any sense. Um, your oldest kids are going to end up babysitting your youngest kids, and they're going to have to act like parents, and it's just going to be a whole thing. Greg is also extremely close with his family and says his parents set his definition of hashtag romance goals. Okay, that, that's nice, I guess. I mean, it's good that his parents are, you know, in love and... He, you know, whatever. Um, Greg's biggest pet peeve is slow drivers. Okay, I think that's a lot of people's pet peeve. Uh, he dreams of seeing a very famous basketball player play in person. Who do you think Greg said? Uh, I hope not. Um, I don't know. Uh, famous basketball player. Uh, Just the first one you would think of. Scotty Pippen. No, like the first one you would think of. I don't know. Kobe's dead. I'm sorry, Brian. It's not Kobe. I don't know. LeBron James. Oh, it's LeBron James. These guys have the most generic answers of all time. It doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to see him play. I don't think it would either. (laughs) What the heck? Uh, Greg, you're basic. Your hair, bad. Um, I definitely judge these guys. Oh, okay. I found the skin salesman. Okay. So, of course, there's always one person per season that the bio is like ridiculous. We had Victoria from Matt's season who was a queen. We never found out what her real occupation was. We did find out that she got arrested uh, (laughs) for shoplifting makeup from a grocery store. Still don't know what her deal is. This guy for this season is Jeff. He's 31 and he's a surgical skin salesman. So, I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. Um, Jeff is dealing with his clients both in and out of operating. Uh, he works as an artificial skin sales rep. What does that mean? Hmm. I guess he just sells skin for people who need liposuction or... Or like, I guess, you know, if you have a bad burn or an injury or something. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you have to get skin grafts, but I thought they just take skin off other parts of your body. I wonder if it's his own skin or someone else's. Oh, God. I mean, that is weird. And obviously, they're not explaining it on purpose. I can't wait to hear him bring it up to Katie. Um, if Jeff could have any other job, he would be a CIA, CIA agent. Hmm. Jeff's, Special agent. Jeff has never met an animal that didn't love him. I like that about him. Okay, uh, what is um, that? Uh-oh. He's seeking an adventurous woman with a great sense of humor who won't have trouble giving it back to him. Uh, it really doesn't say anything else about the skin salesman. I think that's the wackiest one. The rest of them are all, they're always like, manager, yeah. real estate agent. Oh, there's a math teacher. Oh, there's, of course, always former professional baseball player, for, you know, that oh, sort yeah. of thing. Um, we have a bartender, classic. But they're all, like, investment sales, marketing, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> uh, there is a basketball coach. That's cool. A lot of real estate agents. And then we, of course, have a uh, motivational speaker, Carl. 34 years old. Carl, what? what? Wow. I'm always like, what qualifies someone to be a motivational speaker? I think 
what that should mean is someone had a very specific, maybe traumatic life experience. Maybe they were a cancer survivor when they were young. Maybe they survived uh, drug addiction. Maybe, like, something miraculous that has given them a unique perspective on life. Let's see what um, Carl with a K has to offer. Carl was a charismatic... I can't read anymore. Hmm. Not good. And confident guy who is here to find his forever love. Um, he's had long-term relationships in the past. I don't care. I don't care about that. Um, what does he talk about? Carl's ready to make finding his life a priority. It's not saying anything about... Okay, uh, Carl is the type of guy who would take you jet skiing on a date and then read you a poem he wrote himself. Fine. It says no- literally says nothing about his motivational speaking. Um, his favorite holiday is New Year's Day because he loves the feeling of a fresh start. Oh. I was hoping it would really tell us. I guess we'll learn more. They don't want to give too much away. True. But, uh, you know, it's interesting because you don't usually, you can't usually find the villain ahead of time. You know, like, you can try to predict, but you usually don't see it coming. I mean, with Queen, I knew something was coming when her bio was Queen. <laughs> but these guys, there's nothing that's, like, stood out that I've been like, oh, he's going to be an absolute asshole. So, yeah, we'll see. That's the fun part of the show is literally... Making predictions and then seeing how it plays out and how, like, maybe your top two people are just gone the first night. You know? It's just, I can't wait. And I'm hoping, like Eddie said, that um, we got some good apples. Yeah, I hope so. No bad apples would just be nice. I mean... I don't know. I just... I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. Oh, God. I don't know either. I I just don't want to have to talk about... um, Anything serious when we recap I the really show? I really don't, honestly. I don't. I know. I don't know. I don't know why the. Yeah, that's all I want. Just, yep. Wants to be a guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess I'm cautiously optimistic. Me too. I mean, we loved Tasha. If you listen to any of our episodes about Tasha, she's funny. She's charismatic. She is friendly. It seems. I think she will have a good time. And um, she's actually still with the guy she got engaged to, which is a pretty good track record thus far. Because oftentimes they split pretty fast. She's still with him. Uh, Matt and Rachel are back together, by the way. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, That is something we talked about probably on our, maybe not the last episode, but the episode before. You know, it is what it is. Um, I can't wait for the first episode. Um, I'm not going to promise when we'll be back on this podcast, because I don't know. But thank you for listening if you did. Yes. Any words of wisdom before we go, Eddie? Uh, more power to the people. <laughs> I don't know. Power to the players? Is that a thing? That was really, really Wise. strong. Give them some. Give them something, Ed. Um. Um. Be good and be wood. See you guys next time.